Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Hey, Santa! You could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy on now at APCO. <laughs> It's a big weekend of pugilism, UFC 273, Sunday afternoon New Zealand time. So uh, let's uh, join Stephen Foote, who is uh, the combat sport reporter for News Hub, uh, just to get uh, a little bit more familiar with what's going on. Uh, Stephen, good morning to you. Uh, and I guess the, the draw card fight involves uh, Alexander Volkanovsky, who uh, set the world alight, uh, what is it, about a month ago, uh, with that win, which uh, surprised a few people. Yeah, yeah, morning, Smee. Thanks for having me back. Um, yeah, absolutely. It was a fantastic win. He, he sort of pulled it out of nowhere. It looked like Brian Ortega had a had a really deep choke sunk, sunk in there, but the Aussie battled through, defended his belt for the second time, and now he's looking to make it three in a row against um, Chan Sung Jung, the Korean zombie, in the main event on Sunday. Um, yeah, bit of a bit of an Aussie a New Zealand flavour to this one. Uh, Alexander Volkanovsky, he. Uh, spends a lot of his time training out of Auckland City Kickboxing, which is, of course, home to all of the, the best New Zealand fighters, um, Israel Adesanya, Dan Hooker, Kai Kaitafansi, you name it. Um, so he spends a bit of time there. hasn't spent as much time there for this camp, um, but I do know that Eugene Behrman, who is the head honcho there at City Kickboxing, is on his way over to Florida. So you'll see him on the corner there on Sunday, as, as you will Brad Riddell, another Kiwi UFC fighter who is a longtime friend and, and has been helping Alex prepare for this one so yeah, there's always been a great camaraderie between the Anzac fighters the New Zealand and the and the Aussie fighters always back one another and um, I think Alexander's in for a pretty uh, relatively easy time I mean just just he, he was meant to be fighting Max Holloway for the first third occasion uh, they he's won the first two fights against Holloway Holloway had to pull up because of injury so he's got Korean, Korean zombie come in who's always a crowd pleaser brings the fight no matter what so you're going to get some entertainment there but I think as the odds reflect it's going to be a pretty straightforward victory for, for Volkanovski who is sort of fast becoming one of the best featherweights the USC has ever seen he's on, he's on a 20 fight undefeated win streak um, and 10 of those coming in the UFC um, he's got a little bit further to go to catch a guy like Jose Aldo but um, big things ahead for Alexander the Great that's for sure and I think we'll see him take another step towards that sort of mantle on, on Sunday. Where will he dominate the, the zombie then? Where, where do you, where, all over the place or where's this particular strength you think? Yeah, Alexander is one of these guys who isn't particularly elite at any one skill, but what he is is just exceptional in every facet of mixed martial arts. He's one of the most well-rounded fighters in the UFC. He's probably a little bit better than Chan Sung Jung in almost every aspect, perhaps save for some of the striking. Uh, the Korean Zombie is, hasn't always had put a premium on defense, um, which is probably why we're seeing him in so many uh, entertaining fights. Um, but I think what we'll see is Alexander Volkanovsky use his speed, athleticism, and what he also has is a really elite fight IQ. He always has a fantastic game plan, and a lot of that does actually come back to the guys at City Kickboxing, Eugene Behrman, who help him put those those game plans together for uh, whoever they happen to be sharing the octagon with. And I think it's going to be a relatively straightforward night there for, for Alexander on Sunday. There's an interesting fight uh, for the bantamweight title because uh, Peter Yan 
uh, will uh, will defend against Sterling. Of course, Sterling uh, won the title uh, against Yan. Sorry, Yan, Yan's challenging back for it after Yan was uh, disqualified for kneeing Sterling uh, in the head while grounded. So uh, Yan's a pretty big favourite for this one. He is a big favourite, yeah, yeah, and you can, and you can see why he was really starting to come along in the on the original fight there before the illegal knee, and there's some genuine bad blood between those guys, and I, I know it doesn't sit well with a lot of fight fans who think that you know Sterling maybe had milked the illegal knee a little bit, it left a, a bit of a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths that that was the method by which he managed to raise to win the UFC um, sort of the bantamweight title. So I think what we'll see is Piotr Yan come in with a lot of intent. He has a huge striking advantage over, over Aljamain Sterling. He's one of these guys who spent a lot of time in, in Thailand, the famous uh, Tiger Muay Thai camp, where a lot of the key guys have trained, trained alongside Brad Waddell and Kaikata France there. Um, and he's just, he's absolutely superb on the feet. One of the, some of the best boxing uh, you'll, you'll see across the UFC. And he's got a point to prove on Sunday. And I think those long odds are there for a reason. Sterling, he'll have the grappling advantage, no doubt about it, against Jan. But um, I, I can't see him hanging in there. Jan looked superb against Corey Sanhagen towards the end of last year. That was meant to be a fight against Aljamain Sterling, a rematch against Aljamain Sterling. Sterling had some issues with his neck, had to withdraw. But we'll come back again on Sunday. And I, I think we'll see a pretty emphatic victory for, for Piotr Jan. What else excites you about uh, the card on UFC 273 Sunday afternoon New Zealand time, folks? It's live out of Jacksonville, Florida. What else? What else is uh, appealing for you? Oh, so the, the the real juicy one for me this weekend is the return of Hamza Shemaev, a, a, a Russian-born Swedish fighter who has been an absolute phenomenon in the UFC since he joined. He's only had four fights. But three of those three of those wins have come in the first round. I think it's the fastest start um, to a three match win streak in UFC history. Um, he's just an absolute beast across the board. Uh, former sort of Swedish uh, national wrestling champion and just a real bevy in Arsenal strikes and, and a ton of power. Um, and it's an interesting one. He, he'll he'll be fighting uh, Gilbert Burns, who. Brazilian guy, looks like he could be a good foil for a guy like Shemayev, a real good test to see, a bit of a litmus test really to see, I guess, where he stands in the division. If he can get a win over Burns, though, who's a really hard-nosed grappler, a lot of power in his shots, former world champion jiu-jitsu uh, practitioner, who is absolutely no joke. Uh, this is a guy who is only sort of a few months removed from, from a title shot himself. Um, funnily enough, actually lost to Dan Hooker. Um, which sparked his um, decision to move up to, to welterweight, where he's had a real career renaissance there. Uh, but coming up against a guy like Shemeyev, um, yeah, what I'm interested to see is how much Shemeyev has improved. He's looked fantastic. He's looked even better going from fight to fight to fight. And there's also a little bit of um, intrigue here for Kiwi fight fans because Shemeyev, he hasn't really committed to the welterweight division, and he has spoken a lot about his intention or his desire to fight a guy like Israel Adesanya, which... It's just a mouth-watering matchup for a whole bunch of reasons. And given the landscape at middleweight at the moment, you know, Israel's sort of fast cleaning out that division. He doesn't have a whole lot of genuine contenders there. He's, he'll probably scrape up a match against Jared Cannonier, perhaps in July. But even there, after that, which I think will be pretty straightforward for him, there's, there's not a whole lot of um, sort of rising challenges, I guess, knocking on the door there. And Shemayev just may fit that bill. He's, he's spoken about it this week, about his desire to fight him. Israel sort of acknowledged that and said, feel, and very, very justifiably saying, hey, I need to see a little bit more from him. He's looked like a beast at welterweight, but let's just see a little bit more at middleweight. 
despite the fact that he has actually had a couple of wins at middleweight. So, um, so if he can get an emphatic win against Burns this weekend, who is, as I said, absolutely no joke and a real sort of barometer test for him, if he can get an impressive win there, um, I think he'll put himself in the running to have, to have the uh, not the next shot at the welterweight title because we'll see. Uh, I think we've got Leon Edwards. He'll be fighting the champion Kamaru Usman. Um, to, Next, and then coming off the back of that, you may see Shemayev, or we may see Shemayev choose to make that switch to the middleweight division and sort of put together what would be one of the most intriguing matchups and a, and a real big money fight against uh, Israel Adesanya. So that's probably one to keep an eye on as well for all you Kiwi Fight fans. Speaking of Kiwi Fight fans, what about Kiwis coming up, Stephen? Kiwi's coming up there, yeah. No, no one's really have got any fights locked in at the moment, unfortunately. As I said, we've got Israel, he's probably looking. Um, he's hinted at sort of July, August. Um, it looks like it will be a match against a fight against Jared Cannonier. Um, Kaikata France, um, obviously, he's put himself right there in the mix um, at flyweight. Um, that's also being mooted for July, but the, the big question there is whether or not that's going to be an immediate fight with Davison Figueredo, or we're going to have to wait a little while for Figueredo to defend his title again in a fourth fight against Brandon Moreno. Um, that's what we've got really on the, on, the, on the horizon at the moment. Brad Riddell doesn't have a fight, fight booked. There's a couple of guys waiting in the wings there with plenty of intriguing matchups for him at lightweight. Um, yeah, but, but, but on the whole, I think, I think at the moment it's all about Kai Kata France and exactly where we go next with, um, with Israel Adesanya. Dan Hooker looks like he will probably stay down at, stay down at featherweight for his next fight. Um, but obviously he's coming off a pretty emphatic loss, so he'll need a bit of time to, um, pull things together and sort of see where he wants to go next and what the future holds for him. But, um, yeah, I think the later half of this year, we'll, we'll see plenty of Kiwis back in action. Perhaps even a, a return of the UFC to these shores, uh, perhaps not these shores, rather, to the Australasian region. I know Dana White has hinted um, at, his, um, at his eagerness to get back to Australia. There's obviously so many great Aussie and Kiwi fighters at the moment. Seems criminal that we haven't had a fight for so long. Kai Kata France just told me a couple of weeks ago that he's desperate to try to get that five days to New Zealand. Unfortunately, I think the more likely scenario is that it's going to come to Australia, um, given they know they can sell out Marvel Stadium with 57,000 people. But, hey, something to look forward to, at least, for, for all you guys out there. Well, you mentioned Dana White, um, and uh, I, this is a question that uh, it's just come to me, actually, because you keep mentioning so many Russian <coughs> names in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what the stance is on the world at the moment. People are looking at banning Russian tennis players from Wimbledon. People are looking mm-hmm. at banning Russians from all sorts of competition. Yet Russians seem to be very much a part of of uh, <coughs> the plan in terms of Dana White and his program. Any mention of that within UFC? Yeah, I know. I think Dana has sort of palmed off a couple of questions about it. It's, it's, it's a little bit different to, I guess, the team sports scenario. Um, you know, professional fighting is, is very much sort of a, you're on your own. You're not necessarily tied to any overarching body. Um, yeah, it is a tricky one, Smithy. And, and those questions have been asked. Alexander Volkov, um, he had a main event in a USC fight night coming up just after the, the invasion began. And I, I know he was able to continue. But, yeah, it's in, the, in recent weeks, actually, Kai Kata France, he obviously fought... Um, Askar Askarov, who's a Russian fighter, and he actually came to the ring, took off his, his warm-up stuff and had a, had, a, had a T-shirt with Vladimir Putin on it, which obviously didn't go down well and ensured that, that Kai Kata France was a very heavy sort of crowd favourite for that fight. But as to where they go, I don't, I don't think we'll see any sort of sanctions on fighters, put it that way, Smithy. 
Okay, interesting, Stephen. Hey, great to catch up with you and uh, tap your knowledge on uh, what's coming up this weekend. Uh, look forward to talking to you again shortly. Thanks. Hey, always good to chat, chat MMA with you, Smithy. I know you love it. You enjoy the fights on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I will do. UFC 273, Sunday afternoon, live from Jacksonville, Florida. And that was Stephen Foote, the combat sport reporter uh, for News Hub. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.